sexy. Anyways, um, I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, welcome to the Roman Podcast. I'm Jackson. Joining me today is Mr. Hayden Cathy and Christian Massingale. Unfortunately, our one of our co-hosts, Brandy Causey, couldn't make it. He has work, but he is a main recorder and coach for Brookwood. So, how you guys feeling? How are y'all today? I'm pretty good. Half a bit tired, but that's pretty sure that's everyone right now, so... Uh, not me. I'm a little more awake, but I've been having fun over here at my college. So great, great, great week. You know, down in Mobile, the sun's shining. It's raining half the time. You know, it's a great week. But enough about what we're doing, and how about what Brookwood's doing? Brookwood going in this week have had a couple major announcements. They face Holtz tomorrow. Actually, this is the day before game day. They gave Jacob Rowell the number three that hasn't been worn since 1951. Now it's a big week for Brookwood. A lot of emotions heading into the next week. What do y'all think on this situation? It's, to me, um, it's pretty shocking. I mean, you know, it's a number that, you know, has a meaning behind it very deep to the, uh, to Brookwood itself. So to see them actually bring it out and ha- and use the number to represent the best player to rep- who represents what Billy Joe was as a person, it's pretty f- cool to me. Uh I think it's interesting that they decided to bring out this number, uh, but I'm excited for to see what this number will do for us on Friday. It's, it's great. Um, so first, first order of business to get into the controversy because this is what this podcast is all about. Again, for most people that don't know, this is verification. We're just trying to get verified so this goes to Spotify. But here we're going to get into the controversy. First order of business Starting quarterback, who should it be? Should it be the senior Kobe Humphreys or the guy who just got number three, Jacob Rowell? Honestly, they should, I think they should give Jacob Rowell a chance. You know, I mean, he earned a number three, the number three jersey. You know, kind of like just show, let him show why he earned that jersey and kind of give him a chance to represent why he chose it. And, you know, just he might be a good option. I mean, he seemed pretty well in the uh, – Meet the Panthers, but, you know, just give him a chance to see how he does. Um, based on what I've seen him do in the past, uh, when I was sitting on the sideline watching him play, I think he deserves a spot over the senior. I Granted, I think the senior should play a little bit because it's the senior, but based on what I've seen, I think he's a better quarterback overall, and I think he should get the chance to prove that he is better. Now, with my opinion – I played with both quarterbacks. I was a receiver for both of them at one point. Kobe Humphreys is – I love the guy to death. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal player. But the one thing that he lacks is discipline. He won't. He wants to make the big plays, and that cost him in the end. Dude is a big play guy. I'm not saying that's not – I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But when you can't throw it accurately, it's a bad thing. Now with Jake yeah. Rowell – he got the number three because he's the hardest working guy on the team. And now many people will say linebacker Ethan Reed or defensive uh, end Mason Dickinson. But nobody actually knows how hard this kid works. He has all the intangibles to be the great a great quarterback for anywhere he goes past the Brookwood level. So to see Jacob come in last year and do what he did on JV and give JV like their first – ever win against Paul Bryant to blow out Oak Grove 54 to 6 in a JV game and to lead the Panthers 
into this upcoming season with a lot of momentum, with the quarterback battle, I think Jacob Browell should be the undisputed starter. But like Christian said, I don't think Kobe should be completely overshadowed. Find another place for him, at least try to play him somewhere else. But I think the starting job should be Jacob Browell. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that because, I mean, honestly, the offense offense during the Meet the Panthers was a bit, honestly, sketchy. And when it comes to needing work that needs to be done, it's just the offense is, I think he's really going to have to step up to the plate considering the fact that, you know, Brooklyn lost a lot of their key starters last year. So a lot of them graduated. I mean, they've lost a bunch of people. So for him to take the plate, you know, it's probably, it's it's better that he does because it's just, I just, it's, the offense, I think, would be better with him. Yeah. Um, Christian is disconnected, so we're waiting, I guess we're going to wait on him to reconnect when it comes to that. But speaking of something, so we're going to have another co-host, you know, it's going to be five guys just talking about Berkwood sports. We're going to expand to sports and not just football so it doesn't stay dull throughout the year. Um, we're going to have another guy who was with me in mass media, Dylan Hoytage, great personality, along with the other fine gentlemen that join me along with this now to bring up the second topic the something that i feel like needs to be said our o-line is our o-line is scary scary good this year i think that our shining star of course will be will sanders you know, I get all the attention but the underdog the underdog of that o-line is brooks bentley dude has son of mark bentley the guy who is the announcer for brookwood brooks is Come out there every day, showed out. He's so nice to everybody, and we lo- we love him to death. So, what do you think, Hayden? I agree a lot with that, too. I mean, just honestly, I ain't got much to say on that topic because it also is for people to understand, too. Um, I am more of a spectator. I have nothing to really do with the team. I never played for the team, but I was mostly a spectator who really loved this. Brookwood a lot, and as for Jackson and Christian, them two are have been players, so they'll they know a lot more about the sport than I do. Just figured I'd get that out the way, so if anyone got confused on the point, then that'd be it. I mean, again, I and I never really stated this because you know we just started this, but I was never I was the starter for Brookwood, you know, but. For me to come out here and still talk about the team the way that I do, like I was, I think it's a pretty big step. You know, we the people from the sidelines have a great view of what happens and what's to come. So we, I really do, really do think that Brookwood's going to be good this year. Getting back into the subject of things and getting off me, I really do think yeah. Brookwood. My my their best case scenario is six and four, but their worst case, I could see Brookwood going at least three and seven this year again. If it just work. depends on how their offense plays, because like I said, uh, as like uh, as you can agree with me and you and Brandon both went to the uh, you know meet the Panthers day and both the spring game that happened late back in May and G or June, and yes. defensively is phenomenal. Like I'm, it's it's a lot better than it was last year. It still needs work. I've heard my sister uh, uh, is currently at the high school still. Um, she's told me a lot how some of the players are saying they still need work done, which that is true. You know, you're not always going to be perfect. You need work done. Every so, time. So 
but the defense, the way they played in both of the spring games and Meet the Panthers Day, was a lot more of a standout compared to they did how they did the year prior. So, for example, I mean, the, old, the D line was taking off blocks very, very well, getting some blocking the runs and keeping them from doing anything in the backfield. And linebackers were as aggressive as could be, and you know, might have been a little bit of an issue because they're sometimes overly aggressive and will allow too many big plays downfield. But overall, defensively, is a lot better than I saw last year, especially to have lost 90% of their starters. It's just the O-line that bothers me and why I think that, you know, the O-offense just has got to fix themselves a lot more. You know, the quarterback threw a, too many passes that were either over the receivers' heads some of the receivers couldn't catch, and the O-line just was struggling to keep some of the people blocked. But other than that, overall, if the def- if the offense can pick up a little bit more slack than they did in both those games, Brookwood has a chance to actually put their name on the, on the board as a Tuscaloosa-worthy state championship opponent. Now, building off of what you just said, here's, what, here's where um, my point comes into play. Um, with the defense... The key guy to that defense is Ethan Reed. You know, I love the guy to death. I love him. One of my best friends. He is such a nice dude uh, on the field. He'll, he's a very encouraging, a team leader, does what he needs to do. He, but every everybody has their problem. I think I think a part of our defense that needs more work is linebackers outside of Reed. Yeah, you know, I love Nate Meek. Nate Meek's a great tackler, great wrap-up guy. He's gonna make the secure tackle, but he's not that big. Um, yeah, linebackers. Yeah, and I'm. Yeah, and the linebackers in the Meet the Panthers uh, game, they did from time to time would allow some, you know, key moments as like for the receivers to get wide open. And the only only reason that the offense still couldn't move the ball is back to earlier how the quarterback either overthrew the ball and the receivers just couldn't you know connect and make the catch i mean it was at some point honestly it looked like the kansas city chiefs and the super bowl and super bowl 50 or not super bowl 50 uh super bowl 56 or whatnot whenever freaking patrick mahomes would throw dimes and they would still fall off their hands but it's just then those moments the linebackers would just allow too many open things and i mean all of the linebackers are great like they're great tacklers and they're really aggressive on the ball but when it comes to coverage, is that's a major issue that could really mess up Brookwood a lot. Now, the thing that I was going to say after that was Carson Akers. He is a guy that I grew up um, through middle school football with, and he's a guy he's aggressive as can be when it comes to hitting people. His only problem is discipline. That's a problem with a lot of our players. We need to learn how to – Make the tackle and just not say anything afterwards, you know? Yeah, for, for I, part I, of I, for This that. show is not about me taking shots, and I don't like to do that, but I'm going to take a shot right here and talk about Clayton Gazi. He When he came yeah. here ninth grade year, he was a little bit humble, but once he knew he was going to play, he got a little bit cocky and he started talking. And a prime you know? example of and, this is, um, as you can tell, last year, Brookwood, before their main game, had a – uh, scrimmage game, I think it was pretty much the same thing as the spring game, but it was pushed back to the week before um, the first regular season game. And you could tell we won that game, but you could tell right after the players' egos went up. They all, I mean, I know I hate taking shots here, same as you, but the egos went up. Players thought they were unbeatable. 
and then we go in and face West Blockton, and you saw, and you can see what happened there. We just could not pull that off, and it just—that's a prime example, I think, that you know shows that this this team just needs to be way more disciplined and has got to understand the game ain't over and the season ain't over until it is, and just not to automatically think it's over because you won one game. Now, we lost a lot of coaches. Um, I'm going to go away from that, and I'm not going to keep talking about players. I, I love them all to death, and I think that they're going to do good this year. But now on to the coaches, and this is going to be the final part of this podcast because, you know, I kind of do got to go. Um, we lost a lot of coaches last year. You know, Coach Scruggs got a O-line job at Hoover. Coach Hudson had to leave. You know, we lost um, Coach Holmes. He got fired for something. Um, I know what he got fired for, but I don't think it's worth mentioning on the stream. And there was a couple others we lost in there. Um, one, our DB coach from last year, Coach Hamner, didn't leave the school, but is. Hello. Uh oh. Seems we have lost our main um, host here. Uh, this is a bit, but I'll, uh, this is, I guess, the last minute of this recording since some we're having technical difficulties here. But uh, this was the first iteration and uh, welcoming thing to the podcast. Uh, we're gonna, it's going to be called the Real All Caps Faces and Dots Men Podcast. It's to reference the uh, award that uh, that player who won the number three jersey to represent Billy Joe Young. That is the award he technically got with that, and they're and they're bringing that back. So. This is the name of that podcast, so we'll probably be on Spotify. Hopefully, we get this verified. If you see this, welcome to the podcast. We hope we can give you some information about the season in case you just want to know how it goes. And go Panthers.